That's right. Welcome to the official show of Contents Profit. Happy Wednesday, Fancy. How are you doing today? Or I'm happy, good. I'm good. Happy Monday. No, happy, not happy yeah. Monday. Happy, you say Happy Wednesday? <laughs> yes, I do say Happy Wednesday. Damn. Yeah, I know. Happy Monday. Your, your week start on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyways, today has been a crazy. But anyways, today we have a very special topic. We had a conversation last Friday with one of our VIP people from from the show, from the group, from our communities. We are in their accountability group and yep. they're starting to build and create this amazing platform. And uh, we jumped on a call with them with actually two people, uh, well-known. I don't know if we're allowed to share. Probably not. We'll, we'll ask yeah, permission. Yeah, we'll keep the names We'll, in we'll the keep the names in the download. But uh, we talked podcasting and launching and uh, strategies and all these things for about an hour. Uh, a little bit longer than an hour and uh, very interesting insights came out of that call. So we're going to share them here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. And the main question that they asked was, what is this strategy that I know for certain that I'm going to launch my podcast with? I'm going to have, you know, hundreds or thousands of people listening and I can grow it pretty much like, you know, step by step strategy. Yeah. So if you want to know more about that, stay tuned in because that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Here we go. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. That is right. The goal of this podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. I'm just going to say, I think last time we were here on... Um, I forgot StreamYard. Wow. Uh, Last time we were wow. here on StreamYard, I think I couldn't properly pronounce the word entertain. Stream. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You worked hard. That's 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 the reason we've only done the audio. We haven't done live. Is you know we have to edit that word every single time. No. <laughs> I am kidding. Anyways, yeah, we are uh, partic participants. Is that how you said we we believe in just putting your podcast out there raw so people can see your mistakes too. <laughs> yes. Embrace the hashtag embrace the accent. <laughs> hashtag embrace the accent. Anyways, like we mentioned before today, we have a special conversation. Is there a, a cookie cutter way to do or launch your podcast? And uh, yeah. this is, was there, is there like a step-by-step -step guide mm -hmm. for you to launch your podcast and immediately get results? Ooh, is there? Yeah. So I'm going to add a little bit of context to this. We had a conversation with somebody that is pretty big. They have a really impressive network, really impressive audience, and they've never believed in podcasting before. He actually told us that he was very resistant to podcasting, yeah. but you know, he now sees the value in it and he wants to grow it. But the problem is that he's very confused on how to do it because previously he has grown audiences in like newsletters, uh, YouTube specifically, and he said that he has a formula, like book launches as well. He yeah. knows the formula to grow these things. He said, you start here, you do X, Y, and C, therefore you grow to this point. But he says that he doesn't see that with podcasting and he's had conversations with a lot of people. Conversations. Conversations, <laughs> conversations with a lot of people. And all these people are telling him a lot of different things and he's confused and he wants the step-by-step, -step, the cookie-cutter strategy that's going to take him from A to see. So we jump on a call with him and he asks us a question. Hey, what is those steps by steps that I need to do to grow my podcast? And what do we answer? I mean, we started asking questions right away. Uh, you know, what's the goal of the podcast? Like what, what are you trying to achieve with the, with the show, with the platform? Right. And, uh, they started 
to start ask, answering those questions. I have like two full pages worth of notes. You'll be proud. I took him in, in paper. Look at this. Look at this, Fonzie. I took him in my notebook. I know why. Because <laughs> his, uh, his Apple Pencil doesn't work. My <laughs> Apple Pencil is not working. Apple, if you're listening, send me a new Apple Pencil. Anyways. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the whole plan, right, is they want to start this platform and they have plans for a private mastermind, you know, higher ticket things on the back end. Uh, and uh, build a business, right? Really, yeah. so in, the, in the back of this platform, they want to use it as a vehicle for traffic to, you know, people get their products, absolutely. info products or masterminds, all that. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, that affects either. Do you care about the downloads initially, right? Uh, probably, now, but I think I think that we need to put this a little bit, add this to the context, right? Uh, he is. I'll say if you're a coach, consultant, this is probably going to apply more to you rather than if you're just trying to grow your podcast for the sake of, let me try to get like random sponsorships and all that stuff. Absolutely. A hundred percent. This is a, if there's a business behind it, not just the sponsorship, like, like Fonzie said, like if you're not trying to monetize the audience, uh, he's not trying to get any kind of sponsorship. But anyways, like this is a platform that's starting from, from ground zero. So right in, in a way we started sharing our own experience with launching our show. We explained that we tried a year earlier to do this thing. We recorded with the same equipment that we have now yeah. that we've done almost three years. And uh, we never launched the podcast, right? Like we grabbed that, the, all the equipment, we put it in the closet because there was a lot of friction producing it. Um, he does have the resources. He might have the team already uh, to produce this internally for him, right? That that might not be an, op uh, an issue like many companies, yeah. right? That you have the resources, you just need to assign it to, to production. Uh, but he was looking for that like initial like momentum, right? He's a great marketer. He knows how to run campaigns. He's done it in the past. And like YouTube, like Fonzie mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, or the platforms, there's some things that you can do every single day and that will help you. And uh, the short answer with podcasting, and this is coming from different presentations that we've been, different keynotes that we've done, uh, different experts, including uh, the founder of Lipsyn, right? One of the biggest, bigger platforms out there distributing content is like, there is like really no set answer for this. It really depends in many, many things, including, you know, who's your audience? What's your niche? What's your topic? Uh, what are the things that you're talking about, right? Podcasting is very unique in that way. And we started exploring different things and we're, there's going to be some things that can help in, in a sense, depending on like what angle you, you go after. But for him, right, if this is a, uh, a revenue generating activity without the, the audience, right, because they're trying to connect with these amazing people. Honestly, my, my thought process is that you don't need to worry about the audience right off the bat initially, right? If the friction point is starting the podcast and producing it, you don't need to worry about that because that's just going to add a ton of friction. So we really focus the conversation. Hey, can you invite those people that you want in your network that you already have in your network and have a conversation and transition them into Chan that? Chan my, wow, our English today. <laughs> yes. Conver uh, this is gonna conversation be, and transition. This is, is going to be actually so bad. Anyways, um, transition them into, you know, whatever program they have with the network, right? It's, it's, a, it's a really great vehicle to do that. And then on top of that, there's different things that you can do within the platform on how to record it, how to stream it, how to promote it, uh, how to clip it, right? That can help start growing the audience organically and paid, right? So you want to go over some of the stats that we show them uh, in that presentation? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, when we were talking to him and he mentioned about the steps that he takes towards growing like YouTube channels and some of the thoughts that he had that of the things that he needed to grow the podcast were like, okay, well, look, 
we're going to share some data, factual data that we know shared with us by the founder of Lipsyn. And out of this, we can come up with a, a few conclusions, right? So yes, there are people out there that have services that they launch podcasts and they help them rank. And can you do that? Yes, absolutely. 100%. But it's not the same way as YouTube that like, let's say you start getting traffic and like that traffic stays there forever. I mean, not forever. I, I take that back, take that back. But mm -hmm. once you start getting subs, like if you have a really good video, it just keeps getting recommended and recommended. That's what I meant, right? Like podcasting, you need to build that following people that put you in their uh, rotation for podcasts. And then they keep coming back for more and they want to listen more and more and more. And you actually need to be pretty intentional with your marketing as well. So one of the first things that we talk about was, you know, sharing about like, hey, look, first of all, don't worry about like uh, ratings and reviews, because what got shared with us was that actually ratings and reviews don't really matter, don't really affect the uh, whether a podcast get recommended or not. And they show us the charts for Apple Podcasts. And, you know, the first one, it has 35,000 reviews, which is a lot. But the one that is in like number 12 has zero reviews. And the one that is in number 15 has over a thousand reviews, right? So they're all, all over the board. So again, ratings and reviews don't really matter to get your podcast out there and grow it. What it does is more like social proof, right? If somebody comes in and you see a podcast and right next to the star has a number that says 35,000 reviews, you're going to yeah. be like, wow. A lot of people might like this. This is probably a high quality podcast. I'm going to give it a chance, right? So that was pretty important. The other thing that we share with him, well, I don't know if you want to add something before I move on to the next spot. No, that's great. So next time, next, the next thing we share is like, okay, so if it's not about ratings and reviews, how is it that, you know, the podcast gets measured in a way by the platforms and then therefore they climb the charts and they get recommended. So it is done by a weighted average. And I'm going to do my best to explain what a weighted average is, but pretty much you have a lot of values and some values weigh more than others. So pretty much they have more importance than others. So how it works is Day one downloads day is a value. Day two downloads is a value. Day three downloads is a value. Or the, all the way till day seven. Now, the day one downloads are the most important. Those are the ones that carry the most weight compared to day seven, which is the ones that carry the least weight. But what that says is people are tuning in immediately as you launch an episode to listen, right? Are, are they engaged in your content that as soon as you launch it, a whole bunch of people come in, then you have a better chance of that episode climbing through the ranks and then your podcast as well climbing through the ranks rather than, you know, maybe somebody discovering your podcast and then listening to an episode that was like published 20 days ago, listen for a little bit and then they disconnect and don't listen to it anymore right but if you have day one downloads and then at the same time seven days seven um days after you publish it you have people still listening to it right that means that okay it could be it, it is probably a very interesting topic you're talking about you're keeping people engaged and therefore your podcast might climb the ranks yeah absolutely i mean part of what we did right here here's my personal issue right like 
uh, we had this question this morning in one of our social media channels and uh, we're in communication with this person. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I think this is the year. Uh, I've seen a lot of momentum in my thing. They don't have a platform. They don't have a podcast. I've been thinking for months to start the podcast. Like what's the launch strategy, right? Like how do I, how do I actually do it? <laughs> and, uh, you know, with all the respect, right? Because we've been there, we've been, we've been there. We thought about launching a podcast for months and then we tried to record it and then we tried to do all the marketing strategy and guess what? Nothing happened. And uh, for us, the solution was to literally record minimal friction, <laughs> like almost alive, and then publish that as a podcast and just hit the, the publish button. So for us, that was a solution. That's what got us unstuck. And that's why we feel so passionate about this, right? Turn around Fonzie and, and, and just smile and be like, <laughs> the launch strategy is record, upload your MP3 and hit the, the publish button, right? Yeah. Obviously, there's some logistics. <laughs> and, and I mean, there's but <laughs> obviously certain levers that people can leverage right for instance the person it, it, that we're talking about he has a, a big audience and a big network yeah. and if we're talking about day one downloads having the most weight of course you want to try to drive as much traffic as you can for for that day one but if that's gonna add friction then just focus on putting it out there and again for those that have been listening to the show you've heard us talk about your publishing pyramid right what are your resources what's your, your capacity you, you heard us talk about those six stages where that it goes from like all the way from research all the way to operations of the podcast. What are those six steps, right? And everything kind of falls into those steps where it includes production and promotion of the show, right? There's, there's if you go to the charts today, top 10 podcasts in most of the charts are big network podcasts. There's yeah. a reason there's big network podcasts out there on the charts, right? They have their resources, they have capacity to record high quality production and also to distribute, they have the distribution channels and they have the, the budgets to promote this, right? So again, ranking, great. It's, it feels amazing to say, hey, Contents Profit, for example, it, it has been the top 10 marketing podcast of the entire nation, absolutely. But guess what? That came two and a half years in, right? But before that, we didn't have to wait two and a half years in to leverage the platform for the benefit of the business mm -hmm. and for the benefit of, of us and be able to find new opportunities, right? So again, all these things can definitely help your business. But if you're in that position where you've been trying to start the podcast, you've been trying to start the platform, publishing, get unstuck from that moment, you don't need all of that, right? But again, if you do have the resources and you have the time and you, you feel like you can conquer, absolutely, there's different ways that you can leverage what Fonsi just said and put all that pressure into the first few episodes and do that. So for example, you know, a few years back, we had uh, the guys from Heinsight Hacking. That's what they did. Uh, the guys from what? Hindsight Hacking. Oh, okay. I was, I what did you process, just say? Yeah, I couldn't process what you said. I was like, what? <laughs> we work with some German people? <laughs> my English today so bad. Uh, but anyways, um, and one of the things that they, they did at the time was record 10 to 15 different interviews, very short ones, you know, five to 10 minutes. We were part of some of those interviews. And the day of the launch of the show, right, there was a campaign to promote the launch of the show weeks and days before mm -hmm. the launch was even a thing, right? Daily uh, talking about it, creating the positive pressure towards that one moment, which was the launch. And then all the episodes were published on day one to prime a ton of downloads because of what Fonsi just said, right? Day one downloads are the ones that carry the most weight. And like that, you will shoot to the rank and then they will use that. Hey, our podcast was ranked, you know, top 10, top five, top 20, top 25 of whatever charts specific to their niche. And they will use that as leverage. 
what was the first lever that we used for our show? It was the guest names, right? We never talked about the rankings. Now there's a tool that we have under our belt that we can go out and, and advertise and talk about these things. But the initial one was the guest because our priority was the guest. And what we talked to this person was the guest is your first member of the audience. That person that you're having the conversation with uh, is the person that listens to your message for a full hour. <laughs> Basically, you have that conversation. So anyways, obviously, I think this is a polarizing moment, a polarizing uh, topic in a way, but we feel very passionate about how we've been able to do it. And yes, of course, audience will come if you are consistent. But if you don't publish, you can't be consistent. Yeah, I just want to bring it back a little bit to that uh, launch strategy. And then, of course, you get clarity on what is it exactly? What's the goal of the podcast, right? If it's just building an audience, you might want to do a whole kind of like marketing campaign around it to build pressure on that day one launch. What we told this guy was you might want to record a few episodes that build up on top of each other, not just random episodes, right? But like episode one hooks people to listen to episode two, and then that hooks people to listen to episode three, and you launch like five in a row. So on day one, you get a whole bunch of downloads, and then episode six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, they come on the next couple of days and you're letting people know so they can keep coming back and back and back. But the problem, the, another problem, the challenge with podcasting is that is, I'll say it's probably one of the most difficult uh, mediums to actually hook people, get people to subscribe and then keep coming back to your podcast, which in the long term is what's going to, you know, give you that, that success. I mean, it, it took people like Joe Rogan like nine years, right, to build their brand. Uh, Rick Roll, I think he has been podcasting too for like eight years. So all these people have spent a very long amount of time. Now, if we're talking specifically more to consultants, B2B, right, coaches. Now, if you want to sell some sort of program or you want to sell your service or some sort of mastermind, guess what? Maybe the best option for you is, like my brother said, talk to the guest. Like, can you actually... Get the guest that is going to be a, as well your dream customer. And then you have that conversation, build rapport, and then you can turn that conversation, that relationship into something else for your business while at the same time leveraging that relationship to build the audience. So there's no specific certain way on what to do. But let's say we're going back and we're launching uh, an episode, uh, a podcast right now. I think I would potentially do both, right? Like focus on the guests, but maybe the first five episodes that I drop would actually be solo episodes that build on top of each other. Tap on our network to get them to download all those first episodes. And then episode six, I start with my interviews and I start leveraging those relationships to turn them into potential clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and if you go back uh a few episodes when we launched with the network that's what we did we did a, almost a four-hour live stream we had a, an amazing list of guests that came in through that that turned into multiple episodes but at the same time we leveraged the live platform and the podcast platform for for that uh for that to happen and that was one of the things that helped us kind of move the needle when we launched with with hotspot so uh obviously there are some things uh, after the conversation, I asked him because he did say that he reached out to other people that have very successful platforms and he did ask him, right? And I was very, very curious, right? Because we have the experience of the people that we work with. We worked in a, a little bit of a different uh, market, but at the same time, I was just very curious. And uh, this is some of the things that they said and some of them we've done, some of them we have not done. And it's just, 
incredible because now we get to play with those things, right? So uh, obviously strong launch, we talked about, we've been talking about the launch for a little bit. Uh, frequency, right? We talked to this with John Lee Dumas, right? We, we sat on a table with him and he continues to say, hey, daily podcast short episodes and short episodes, you know, five to 10 minutes. <laughs> He's like, if I were to do this all over again, that's how I would do it, right? He's built his platform. Uh, in the back of interviews and amazing conversations, but he's like today frequency, right? And consistency together, which we've yeah. talked about this since day one is so, so important, right? For us, the relationship is added to that equation. So that's why we try to do this, you know, three times a week. Yeah. Now I will, I will add to that. I think it's very interesting. This is my, my own hypothesis on like why that works is because people usually listen to podcasts when they're either busy doing something or they're driving to work, they're commuting, right? They have you there on their ears mm -hmm. with them. So if you have short episodes, five, 10 minutes, maybe that's like half of their commute, maybe a little bit more. And they're going to listen to you after they're done. They might want to listen more about what you have to say on other topics and they go to the next episode, which guess what? That adds to that weighted average of your downloads and mm -hmm. does better to rank your podcast and, you know, push it up the charts. Now, I think this is where uh, that I, what I find interesting. Obviously, John Lee Dumas, he grew up his, his podcast with long-form interviews, yeah. right? And the times have changed from when he started to now. But there's still a lot of podcasts. Actually, majority of podcasts, about 68% of podcasts are longer than 40 minutes, mm -hmm. right? So those obviously take longer to consume. So somebody might have to consume them in multiple sittings. For example, right now I'm listening to an episode of Lex Friedman with Mr. Beast. The episode is like almost two hours. <laughs> I've been listening to that thing for like four days or five <laughs> days because it's like five minutes to the coffee shop to where I work on, right? So I'm, I, I've been listening to that for, for multiple days, but at the same time, I keep coming back to his podcast and I'm that person, Lex Friedman now, like I've never heard an episode of him before. He has a pretty famous podcast. And I'm like, wow, he's really good. He's a really good interviewer. I love this conversation. And guess what's going to happen after I get to see Mr. Beast, after I get, I finish listening to that episode, I'm going to go and see what's, who's on the roster. And I'll be like, who, who am I going to listen next from Lex Friedman? Now, I think if you got five minutes episodes, you have the challenge of not building so much of a relationship with the listener, yeah. right? And you won't, there is a bigger possibility of not being able to hold their attention for longer and have them come back for more and more and more. I think for that, you need to be really good at your hooks uh, or your topics, right? What you're talking about has to be so concise and deliver so much value in that short frame, uh, time frame that people will want to come back. So I think there's pros and cons yeah. for both. Um, it all it all comes down yeah. to your ability to execute, right? Like we talked to Gary, who has a very successful daily podcast, sponsored by LinkedIn, and you know all these things. Mm -hmm. uh, was it LinkedIn or American Express? I can't remember now. One of the, one, no, AT and T, AT Yeah, delete all the sponsors here. No, uh, but he was like, guys, like I spent, you know, uh, to record this four minute episode is an hour to two hours research. Now that we've done, you know, a few. And he's like, man, okay, are you willing to put in the work for two and uh, two hours to go and record a four-minute four minute podcast, right? For him, it was so worth it, right? For us, probably not, right, at this moment in time. 
maybe in the future. Who knows? But again, it comes down to your ability to go execute, produce it, and then promote it as well. So other levers, right, that you can push on the podcasting along those lines, right, after we talked about the strong launch, the frequency, the consistency, right, paid advertising. Like, there's a lot of platforms, right, out there that can provide a solution for you. You can actually set a budget and measure the amount of downloads that you can re- do with that budget. We tested it. Here's the deal, though. Like, your content is going to be presented to people that may be listening to you for the first time ever, right? So, again, how many times does it take a person to stick to you? So the stick rate for us was between 3 and 5% in both of those campaigns. So those are the only difference that we saw. Is it worth it? You know, from from our own money, probably not at the yeah. time, right? I, w- I would say since, again, I don't know this to be factual, but another hypothesis, I believe those downloads that come from paid ads have the same weight as organic downloads. So if you have a budget for every single episode that you're launching, right, and you're running ads day one that that podcast is coming out and you have a whole bunch of traffic into that podcast, even though your stickiness rate is not so high, you can still push your podcast through the charts because that day one downloads is what has the most value, the most weight on that equation, right? So I think that's something to think about, right? If you, again, if you do have the resources to do this, which I would argue most people might not have the resources to run it to that extent that you're driving so many downloads on day one to actually kind of like tilt the balance on, you know, whether your podcast gets pushed off the charts or not. Yeah, I mean, you see it with, you know, bigger networks, right? Uh, there's somebody in our network that that's their business model, right? They go out for bigger companies. They do have a budget for this thing. So he, he sells his show as the product, right? And that's the exchange. So again, have you built it to that point? You know, those are things that you can experiment. But again, these are all levers that you can test and, and play with as you go through, right? Obviously, shorts, clipping. Uh, huge shout out to the Content Momentum family out there, right? Like as a company, just so you know, that's what we do. So if you're interested, let us know. But that's a massive lever, right? Especially with organic platforms, right? Here's the deal, right? People consume content in very different ways when they go to different platforms, right? So a short consumer not always is going to translate into a podcast listener, right? A Reels consumer or a TikTok consumer. They're going to, they're used to consuming content on that platform. You might encounter that person that listens to podcasts and consumes to TikToks, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that are going to transfer. But again, we this is a whole different topic on omnipresence, right? Like this is more of a brand play. Can you do that? Can you, you leverage that? We've tested it. We've seen some results. We've seen some transition between these platforms to that. So we're big fans of that. Yep. And the conversations is not happening when people are listening, right? They're, we're building their relationship with them, but the conversations are happening on social. So that's why you need to build your, or my point of view, and I think probably Fonzie too, is that you need to build that safety net of content, right? Regardless if it's one post a day, it doesn't matter, right? Put it out there and also point people to your show. Uh, this was kind of coming from us. And then some of the feedback in the conversation that we have is, you know, you must have an attractive character. We've said this multiple times, right? Somebody yeah, in yeah. your leadership team, um, or even you, if you're the owner, right? You have to be the attractive char- character. Attractive doesn't mean that it has to be somebody that is good looking. <laughs> it has to be someone <laughs> that can perform on camera, get people's attention, get a yeah. reaction from people. I think that's the most important thing. Like they need to be in a way opinionated, yeah. have a reaction of, on people, have a point of view. Uh, because let me tell you, we represent work, the company. Yeah. I feel like we, we, we work 
personal experience here. We've worked with some people that as nice as they are and as awesome as they are, and you know, we love them so much, they are kind of bland on camera to a point, right? And yes, obviously the content that they're putting out there is organic. And now when you put it out there organic, that reach is not dependent on you necessarily. So what you can maximize is the content itself but if the content is boring, nobody will want <laughs> to listen to it. They're just gonna swipe, right? Here's my biggest, pet, my biggest pet peeve, guys, for everybody out there listening and watching, right? Is oh my gosh, that's not the right color. Oh my gosh, this letter goes here. The design here, I don't want. Nobody effing cares. Are you good or are you not good at delivering content, right? Have you put in the reps? I was listening to Kevin Hart's book, The Decision. Amazing book, by the way. Go listen to it. Uh, Fonsi, you have to do, you have to listen to that book. Promise me. You're going to oh, no, do it? I just read David Goggins' book, and I'm about to go run uh, a 50-miler <laughs> right now. And he, <laughs> and he talks about this, right? Like, he worked for years going in, putting in the reps as a comedian, going, driving hours, you know, working paycheck to paycheck just to work on his craft, right? And today, because we're so used to quick results, right? We think that we jump on a camera as frightening and, and as scary as that can be, because it can be for a lot of people, right? But we think because we record two or three videos, everybody's gonna come and they're gonna like it and they're gonna, no, it doesn't happen that way. It takes time, right? We've been very, very blessed that we've enjoyed this process, right? We have that story of the t-shirts, right? But we enjoy this process. So if you do not enjoy this process, you got to figure out a way on how to produce, right? Enjoying the process, whether that's somebody else, whether that you plan the content together, somebody else is the attractive character, right? It's not the design. It's not how it looks. Nobody cares. If you're not delivering value, right? They're not going to stick. So the people- uh, Even if you're delivering value, but <laughs> you're being boring, nobody's like, you're not going to stick at the end of the day. I'm certain that if you- analyze the content that you consume on a daily basis, part of it is entertaining, whether or maybe the point of view of the person that is sharing it is so strong, right? And they're, you know, getting kind of like heated like we are right now. <laughs> uh, it sticks. And you're like, wow, you know what? I agree with this person. Or that is so cool. Like that person just kind of like moves you a little bit, but mm -hmm. they can be giving you the best information ever. But if they're boring, guess what? No, it's not going to stick. You're going you're gonna to move on. Or it's gonna stick with certain people, right? Maybe, maybe that's the thing, right? So now you have to compromise either a bigger reach, bigger audience, maybe, right? Versus like the little ones. And the, you see, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think even with certain people, like I, I want to clarify by not being boring. I don't mean being loud and obnoxious and you know being all dude perfect, like yo, oh, bro, what's up? We just scored, we just dunked this thing. No, like what I mean is. You need to find a way. Some people have some like, you know, different sense of humor where they're like quiet, but they're extremely funny. You know, it's like yeah. not necessarily you need to be loud, but how are you entertaining your audience as well? Because at the end of the day, I feel like most people come to social media. Actually, they don't come to social media to look for hmm, how do I launch a podcast? Let me go on Instagram. They go to social media because they want to be entertained. So how can you, you know, deliver the value in an entertaining way? Here's a, here's an example, right? Like our, I think our top watch clip at the moment, it, it was a trailer that we did for an episode. But I'm just gonna, did you just burp? Yes. Bro, that, shit, Sorry. that thing stinks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, dude. 
It's only wow, really? <laughs> we we lost everybody. <laughs> no, we're clipping that. That's entertaining, right? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh uh, my god! Good going. I don't want to talk about the things that you do <laughs> in this podcast studio, okay? Hey, you've had your chances. You missed it, you know. No, oh, oh, don't give. It. Anyways, <laughs> the clip was something like this, right? And he has, you know, ten thousand views, and it has been like the one clip that we posted one time compared to everything that we had before, right? That was a clip that really grabbed traction because it was very entertaining, right? So of course there has to be a balance, right, with what you feel comfortable, what what the value is, but again. If you're the talent, right, you have to be okay with the learning process that nobody's going to listen to some of your videos, right? There's going to be people, there's going to be videos with zero views. There's going to be nobody listening at the time, but it's okay, right? And in our, in our world, right, because if you want to monetize, right, if you want to uh, make sure that this is a good investment of your time, that's why we are so adamant on go have that conversation with your idea client. Anyways, yeah. I'm just going to say this is what you happen right now. We're literally going to grab the part of like, the whole burping situation and we're going to grab the value and we're going to mix it in a video. You know, we're going to cook it into a video <laughs> that people want to watch and we're going to put it out there and we're going to see how it does. Right. Do we lead with the viable content first or do we lead with the burp first? Maybe we'll do a test. We'll have two different videos. Profit burps. And we'll see what happens. The profit burps. Um, all right. All the levers as we wrap up, right? Because we have to go, but, um, these are different things that can help. Obviously, if you do have an email list, right? When we started, there was like no email list, right? But if you do have a working email list that you've been able to build trust with them, that's a great way to put in your podcast and making sure that people know that you're publishing. That's part of the promotion aspect of things. Uh, do you have props? Do you have things in your studio that can cause curiosity, right? When, when they said this to us, I was like, mm, you know, maybe <laughs> I don't think this drives downloads, but it, maybe it drives a little bit of curiosity and different things. Uh, for me, it's more of a the personality that you put out to the camera or the personality of your show. For example, we had this amazing painting. A lot of people ask us like, where do you get that? An amazing guest, Don Mamoni and and um, and Emily, right? Emily uh, gave us the the paintings that sent it to us. So it's a great story, right? We have the lights, we have the things, uh, we have a signed picture of Messi on that side over there with the World Cup. <laughs> you just wanted to say that. <laughs> of course I did. Like it's my our most precious thing in the studio. Our most precious, <laughs> precious. precious. Uh, so of course it's gonna cause some curiosity, and uh, there, it, it's just expression of your personality or your company's personality, right? It doesn't have to be your own. It can be things from your from your company, of course. Uh, for him, a big thing was, you know, can you leverage the social following for us personally, do not care whatsoever, right? For him, it was a big thing. So that clout, the you know, leverage the big names. Uh, we've done that many times with our guests in our own industry, right? Somebody that comes that we're able to connect and, and, uh, we get referred to that helps obviously drive traffic to the show because the conversation is just going to be get better. Right? So. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan or Ed Maile, if you're listening, you know, doors are open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just come here. Just come here. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll fly you. in the marketing level. Oh, we'll fly there. I think it would be better if we fly there. Of course, bro. Yeah, it's always. All right, cool. It's always. Yeah. <laughs> Logistics for me take like a month with the bo both of the kids, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, and then as far as like, how do you actually publish, right? Like your, your headlines, are they actually attracting uh curiosity to your show are they creating that wonder like curiosity when people are like going through your episodes we do our best to do that we've changed if you go back to like you know the first few episodes we lead guest first and then the topic right 
that's because we're trying to leverage the guest name in the industry that we're launching the show in. And then when we joined the network or around that time, we're starting to put a little bit more attention into the headlines and uh, to attract that the listeners to, to go out and consume that content. So again, what can you do with your copy, right? And this is another whole element of, you know, copywriting and different things. Um, and then there's little elements like, do you have a long intro versus a quick intro? At the end of the day, on the production side, I am on the side that it doesn't effing matter, right? If you wanna put it out there, put it out there. There's gonna be people that are gonna resonate with that, right? To me, there's a balance, right? But I think I rather feel more comfortable, very happy with the things that we're putting out there than just chasing downloads just for the sake of chasing downloads. Good. Bro, do you fart? <laughs> no, I didn't. So you sure? I'm very sure she's making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've done it in the past <laughs> plenty of times, but I did not do it right now. <laughs> You're trying to get me back for that verb comment? Yeah, bro, I'll get you. I'll get you. Watch it when we're talking to it in my lid. It's gonna happen. <laughs> But anyways, okay. Maybe, maybe we got to make a rule around around guests. <laughs> yeah, do not say anything. Uh, you know, just walk out the room. <laughs> like, I, I forgot something. All right, cool. <laughs> that the episode? We ended? Uh, yeah, I think it turned into a little bit of a rant, but I think it was pretty good. I you know. know. I think I, we got some points across. I think it was entertaining. You know, we practice what we preach. I think we deliver value. We practice what we preach. And I think we were a little opinionated. We practice what we preach. I think we lost everybody when you said the burp comment, but that's fine. I did that part. That's the best part. And we definitely <laughs> need to clip that. Anyways, okay. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Contest Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform <laughs> on social media. At Rose Go. That is right. If today's episode helped you move one step closer to your goal, please please don't forget to share this episode don't forget to follow us and show us some love see ya bye guys and i went a little different <laughs>